What's going on, everybody? This is Rick Adams. We got Jack Farris on the line. The Colorado Avalanche of the Stanley Cup winners, folks. Let's talk about it. Got plenty to talk about. We got Jack Farris phoning in on the line. Jack, say what's going on. What's up, Rick? What's up, listeners? Jack Farris here, live uh, on the road, doing a little car cast. Uh, just to talk about the cup real quick, I guess, you know, Jack Farris has picked that Tampa was going to win it at home was wrong. But you know what? I'm a man of my word. I was wrong, and uh, Colorado's a damn good team. You know, I knew they were good, but they wound up being a lot better than I thought they were going to be. And uh, they're, they're the champs, you know. They're the new standard now. So uh, all credit to them. They, they played a great game. Absolutely. Uh, you got to give credit where it's deserved. They beat the two-time Stanley Cup champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you know, now now we got a new dog in front here. We got uh, got the Colorado Avalanche rising to the top. And um, I don't want to say who would have thought thunk it, you know, but, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's nice to see. I'm really happy for guys like McKinnon, Cal McCarr. Um, I'm really happy for a guy like Eric Johnson, to be honest with you. I've been with them forever. Uh, you know, that's good to see guys like that. I like Kadri, so definitely good to see guys like that. Uh, definitely get their piece of the prize there. And, um, hey, I, I bet it's more Johnson, to come. Too. Yeah, Jack Johnson, too, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jack Johnson, the guy not many people think about. He was actually on the Rangers a little bit last year. Uh, That's right. Was it last? Yeah, I think it was last year he was with him for a little while. But, uh, you know, he's been through a lot in his life and his, and his hockey career. So, you know, he's bounced around quite a bit. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he, he won a cop and that. That's good to say. Like I said, I don't know if you know the backstory with him. It's, his parents kind of screwed him financially. Yep. They, heard like, about that. Yeah, it was a, weird. Weird shit. Yeah, they, they took, like, a ton of loans out in his name, and, like, they kind of stole a lot of his money that he made and stuff. It's kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, good to see a veteran like him win, Andrew Cogliano. Uh, one guy I was looking at that I thought was interesting, Darren Helm, the guy that scored the big goal against the Blues. He won with the Detroit Red Wings in 08. Yep. When the, the last cup they won. Um, and now he's, you know, that's pretty cool. I mean, you're part of the... 08 Red Wing Cup, and now you're part of the 22 Avalanche Cup. So, you know, a lot of a lot of good vets winning it, and uh, you know, McKinnon definitely needed to win a cup. He he, he wasn't going to be satisfied uh, until he won one. He's one of the elite centermen in the in the game. You could argue top three, you know, honestly. So, um, yeah, it was a good series, and it was a really it was a fun game. I was really rooting for Tampa. I thought they were going to tie it up and you know go to a game seven, but uh, you know, Colorado got it done. So. All the credit to them for sure. And uh, interesting thing about Colorado too is that so many of their guys are still so young. You know, like their their core is pretty much locked up. I know they got Ken and Dunn on extension soon, um, but you know they they got a lot of young pieces. And like I've said before, we talked about it in the last podcast. How good is Bowen Byron look? I, mean, I know looks great. I know he he looks like he's going to be a stud. And yep. you know their blue line is looking real good. If you got Byram and McCarr. And, uh, yeah, you know, if they keep Sam Gerrard around, who knows if they can with the cap space. But if they keep him, he's a good player, too. So, yeah, look, they built a real good team. Joe Sackett did a great job. I give him a lot of credit. Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, uh, Sackett wins a cup, right, in, in 01, right, with Colorado. Now, uh, 20 years later, 21 years later, he's the manager and wins a cup with Colorado. <laughs> you got to love it. 
Um, you mentioned Bowen Byram, man. Like I like I like Bowen Byram. I call him Big Bad Bowen Byram. You know, he's good. He's shifty too. He's good. He's not afraid to get physical too. That's another thing. That's why he's all around great. And he's young. He's got so much more room for growth and and all that. And um, yeah, like you said, their core is is pretty pretty much locked up. I mean, you mentioned McKinnon and whatnot, but um. You know, it, it's it's pretty good. I mean, you get your your top four D right there. I mean, you named off Gerard. I know he got hurt, but Gerard, Bowen, Byron, Taze, and McCarr. You cannot go wrong. Can they afford all them? That's 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 the thing. That's that's the question. I mean, hey, maybe guys. I don't know how I forgot Taze. What? He's, yeah, Taze. I said I don't know how I forgot to have Taze to mention him. He's unbelievable too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, he, you know, we all know that. Congrats to him winning the cup. Wasn't going to do it with the Islanders anytime soon, so I'm sure he's happy. I'm sure he's been happy. But, um, yeah, no, listen, it's – it's. I, I wonder if you're going to start seeing, like, guys like uh, – you know, what does what Cal McCarr make, like, $9 million something or whatever, $8 million, whatever? He probably makes something like that, right? And then, you know, I wonder if Bowen Byron really wants to max out, you know? It's it's almost – I know we got a couple of years till that, but, you know, it's just uh, – I think it's actually one or two more years now. Jeez. But um, no, you, you, listen, you got to wonder, like, are, are people going to start, are hockey players going to start taking pay cuts to keep that solid team around, to, see, to keep that, you know, to be a part of a really good team? Like, uh, you know how they talk about with football guy, like Brady takes cut pay cuts to build an offense around him and stuff like that, you know? So I wonder if you start to see that. Um, and I don't want to say pay cuts. I know we spoke about this in other in other podcasts. I, I meant to say like mostly on guys looking for the new deal. They're expiring, and you know, hey, you know, they could use this this uh, the GMs somebody like Sackett can use it as leverage. Like, hey, we just want a Stanley Cup. Look at the core guys. Do you mind taking only three point eight million instead of five point eight? I don't know, six point eight. What you know, whatever. So. I, you know, I just, I can't wait to see what, how yeah, that rolls uh, down, you know, rolls out and stuff. Well, that's going to be interesting with McKinnon's contract. Because, look, that that guy's so good that, you know, he's probably worth fucking $15 million a year. But at the end of the day, like, I'm sure Sack is going to sit him down and be like, hey, like, you know, we're going to pay you, we're going to give you an eight-year contract. But, you know, if you take, if you take eight, you know, eight and a half sounds too light, but, like, if he takes $9 million, or even nine and a half million instead of eleven. Right. You know that's a big difference. They it know is. that now they could go get a solid defenseman, or they they yep. could, you know, they could keep around a guy like Kadri maybe, or they could keep around like, you know, uh, when Bowen Byram's contract comes up, they could get him locked in. Like that right. stuff matters. You save it sure does. here and there. It all depends on how much he believes in the team, you know, and how much he he wants to be there. I guess. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. No, it's going to be something cool to see. I think. I. I I have a feeling we might we may see, we might see it. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. That's that's. I feel like that's another topic and everything. But um, that's awesome. Con Smythe winner, Kale McCarr, second second youngest defenseman to win it since Bobby Orr. The second youngest defenseman to win it since Bobby Orr. That's that's that alone is just crazy to me. Um, I could have sworn other people won it like young from you know age wise that he's the second youngest to win the Con Smythe. Since Bobby Orr, that's that's amazing to me. Um, I had to look it up. I was texting Jack. I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. And then I re- I was like, oh shit, all right. <laughs> but um, I mean, well deserved. How 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 could it lead the team in points? How how could you not? You know, he deserved it. 
So yeah, he's unbelievable. He's like you knew, like as soon as he stepped into the league, you could tell he was he was a good player. And he was impressive, but like he's just taken it to a whole other level. You know, right. it's like it, there's no question now that he's just he's so good. You know, he's not only like if you watch him play, pay attention to him too. Like obviously his offense is there, but like he's not. You know, I'm not saying he's like McAvoy where he's going to truck him. You know, like play someone out and like be a defensive defenseman, but like he's still he's not afraid to like get you know throw some hits and like get physical and play. You know, he's got good gap control. He's an amazing skater. Like he's an all around very good defenseman. He's going to be a you know that's why when people say he's the best defenseman in the league, like it, I I believe it. Like you know what I mean? Absolutely. I know Victor had really good, and, and you got a lot of other guys that are are good, but he, he may really be the best defenseman in the league. I don't know. Like, that's not, I don't think that's out of line to say that. Like, he's he's just that good offensively. And like I said, you pay attention, you watch his defensive game too. It's, you know, if you know hockey and you know how it's played, like, you can see his his hockey IQ is through the roof. Like, yeah, it is. Gap control on the guy. It's sick, you know, like, so. Yeah, most guys I mean, are we one can talk, step. We can talk for hours about how most guys. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Listen, listen. Mo- mo- most guys are one step ahead, but I feel like this guy is two steps ahead. H- him and David are two steps ahead. I've been saying it. Kale McCarr is the def- is uh, the defenseman version of Connor McDavid. I swear, you know, he might not put up a hundred points, but that's because he plays fucking defense. You know what I mean? I think from skating wise and just hockey IQ and the agile, being so agile and quick on his feet, I think. Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm calling him now. Uh, I've been saying that. I, I mentioned that before. Um, listen, the guy almost scored fucking 30 goals. The guy almost scored 30 goals this season as a defenseman. Come on. I know. It's insane. Yeah, it's he's just, unbelievable. Yeah. So. There's like, there's a, yeah, it's like, it's like we don't even have to really, you know, I imagine most of the people that listen to our podcast are big hockey fans, so it's like, I, I almost feel like, Stupid, even sitting here and talking about how good Cal McCarr is. Yeah, I know. Like we, all, you guys all know how fucking <laughs> so, good that guy is. Yeah, right? it's no secret. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely no secret. I want to know. You know what's funny is uh, well, uh, no, it's funny. I feel bad, but uh, you know, I don't want to see anybody hurt. I wonder what Kucherov was really playing. I want to see what like playing with injury wise. I want to know what he was struggling with because he was not himself. Um, that wasn't a hundred percent Kucherov. We, I think we all know that. Um, I thought Stamkos played great all playoffs, you know, since round one. Um, what else, what else more can you ask for? But Kucherov, so, so I saw, I don't know, just, you, you saw it in Kuch. You saw it in him. So you got to wonder what, what was going on with him. Um, you know, I know in the NHL, they, yeah, well, they're very, they're very like touchy with telling you what the injury is it's always upper body lower body or concussion protocol it's never you know his right leg or or whatever it's always uh, or his hip you know so i wonder what it was yeah what, what i was what i was gonna say is that uh i i truly believe Braden point was healthy all series and he was playing this this may be a different series because I, I really believe he's that good of a player um me too you know, you got to remember. Point. He's good. He's great. Point barely played. He barely played in the playoffs. You know, so right. If they would add Braden Point, I think things would have been different. Um, you can never make excuses for injuries because every team deals with them. It happens no. to every team. But um, yeah, I mean, I think Tampa did have some injuries going on. 
like I said, especially point. Like having, you know, arguably, like Stan Cook is their number one center, but like he's right. point definitely could be. He's that good. Right. He does so much for them. Uh, but yeah, Kucherov was probably laboring a little bit. He was probably battling something. Um, I forgot. I don't know if it was like his wrist or his, his something lower body, but he, he he was definitely banged up. Definitely. And that's was. what happens every playoff series with every team. Yeah. So oh, I'm yeah. Not, not not surprised. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I really thought Tampa was going to win. I kind of secretly wanted him to three-peat. I know my dad and a bunch of my friends were saying I'm crazy because they, you know, they, they kind of, uh, they beat the Rangers and that was like a, you know, a rough series there, but I don't know. I like John Cooper a lot as a coach. I like, uh, I like some guys in Tampa. I just thought, I thought it would have been cool to see them three-peat, but either way, I mean, it's just. You gotta give Tampa their credit too. I mean, they were literally two games away from winning three cups in a row. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, still an awesome team, obviously. But uh, other than that, I'm definitely impressed with Colorado. Definitely impressed with their skill, their speed, and you know, that's that's what won them the game. You know. Oh yeah. They, uh, they were all over them. I really thought. Yeah, I thought maybe Tampa would beat up on them a little, but they just like Colorado wasn't intimidated like they you know they were able to play a little physical too and you know they uh they got it done plain and simple darcy kemper stood his ground and played well i thought that may be the downfall i thought so too man but i thought i knew colorado was was very good up front and they were going to score goals and they were going to be tough to defend but i knew how good vasilevsky was and that you know you have him in net you have a chance to win every night and darcy kemper was a little shaky during the season so I thought that, you know, goaltending would be the edge for Tampa and maybe Absolutely. the downfall for Colorado. But I was wrong. I forgot it done. And, uh, you know, now they're celebrating. Colorado Avalanche won the Cup, and, you know, it's cool to sit, you know, because McKinnon gets the Alex Landis, not able to get it. Um, you know, you go back to that trade, that Duchesne trade, when, when uh, Joe Sackett made that bad trade, a lot of people are doing that trade already. But... You know, he didn't rush that trade. He, he, did, he was patient and took his time. And that's exactly how they got Bowen Byram. That's how they drafted him with that pick. Because that was actually uh, Ottawa's pick they got in the Duchesne trade. So they got Bowen Byram and Sam Gerrard out of that trade for Duchesne. And, and that was the sense of Joe Sackett not rushing to make a trade just, just, for, just for the sense of making a trade. So... That's the interesting part too. Like, all well, we get to here and watch the game and talk about like guys' health steps and how they play and stuff. The end of it, making the right moves and drafting the right guys. All that stuff really counts. And this is pay off. Jack, you're going, you're going, you're going in and out on us, and Jack. You, pay off you still there? What you we we hear you, but you're going in and out a little bit. We we gotta wonder if you're driving or you stand or you parked. What's that, Rick? You can't hear me. Well, I'm we in just the car. We, know. we just heard you loud and clear there. I went in and out a little bit, but you were mentioning about the Duchesne trade. You were mentioning about uh, you know how they got what was it two picks? They picked uh, Gerard. They got. Bowen Byram, great acquisitions, as everybody in the world can tell right now. Anybody who follows hockey can tell it's probably one of the greater tr- trades that is less talked about, for sure. That's what I think, honestly. 
A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if you guys heard, I might've cut out a little bit. One of us has bad service, but no big deal. What I was basically saying was that you see the management decisions pay off too. When the, you know, the GMs make good deals. Duchesne, that Duchesne trade that Joe Sack made, a lot of people in the media and everywhere else were saying, oh, trade him already, trade him already. But he was patient. And that's how they got that, that I think it was a fifth round pick from Ottawa for Byram. And of course that year was kind of like a, you know, no one thought Ottawa was going to be that bad, but still, you know, they, they got that pick and they got Sam Gerrard out of it from Nashville in the three-way trade. So, you know, Sackick was, that, that's where you see these, these decisions pay off each year. Um, drafting the right guys, making the right trades, and just good management, good asset management by these GMs. Right. right. And you've seen it for two years. You've seen the examples of that for two years with Tampa, and now you see it with Colorado. You know, the, the drafting the right guys and and making the right moves, you know, and giving the right guys the right contracts and whatnot. So that you know that's usually how it's done you know you you got you get a team that makes a ton of mistakes and just mistake after mistake usually they're not going anywhere i mean look look at we know chicago like black box because i know it's a little off topic but just as an example you go back to their days winning the cups obviously they were such a good team for a while but ever ever since they won that last cup they just made bad decision after bad decision right. and i think that's why they're just not a great team anymore they made bad trades i think they made bad signings like they get rid of guys that are good, and you know they—that's like maybe a, a. I can't think of another one off the top of my head, Rick, but like that's one example of like a, a mismanagement, I think. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, what else is it? <laughs> e- even Boston, to an extent, not not that I think Boston, like Boston's a well-run like franchise and whatnot, but you know they they made a lot of bad draft picks and they made some questionable trades and stuff like that, so. Uh, that stuff comes back to bite you sometimes. And, you know, I'm not saying it's an easy job being a general manager in the NHL, but, you know, those uh, those guys like like Joe Sackick and Julian Brisebois, Steve Eisenman, those types of guys, they they make the right moves, and more times than not they are, you know. I guess everyone makes mistakes at some point, but uh, the guys that are making the right moves more, more often than not are the ones that are probably going to win championships. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, you got to have good management, and that comes down with almost anything in life, right? <laughs> so, yeah, no, listen, you, you just hit the nail on the head. It was very well said, actually. It was a great take right there. Um, you've seen teams get burned with moves they make, and then obviously teams that are <laughs> success seasons, whether they win the cup or make the cup. So, you know, you got to give it to, uh, I always fuck up his last name, Julian Breezebaugh, Breezebaugh right? I mean, look at him for the past yeah. two years. So, you know, um, you got to give credit where it's due. And um, I wonder who's going to win GM of the year. I think Joe Sackick wins it now that he uh, won the cup. I think we find out when it's uh, the NHL draft. So we find out then. And, I mean, you got to give it You got to give it to Sackick, right? It's got to be Sackick. It's got to be. Think, How yeah, is it not? How is it not, you know? So we'll see. I think it is. My money, if you could bet on it, I'd bet on that. Um, but you know, I want to touch up on something real quick, real brief. I don't want to spend too much time on it. You were mentioning earlier before that every team struggles with injuries and you can't, you can't, 
you can't like make up too many excuses, but what do you think when it's like your whole team? Not your whole team, but like let's say your your top line. You know what I mean? Let's say let's say your top line and your goalie's out. What well, what do you? I mean, obviously you could you have a uh, you have a leg to stand on, right? I mean, if your your top goalie is out, right? I mean, yeah. You, you know, I'm not saying anybody was. I'm just Anyone saying hypothetically, passed. if your top line is out, right, and your goalie's out, I mean, what do you you know? It's clear yeah, as I mean, day. I think it. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I think that you, you, yeah. I mean, anyone with half a brain could tell, like, oh yeah, like, like, I don't know, say, uh, say, like, you know, say the Rangers had uh, and Aaron, the Bound and Jack Kreider all out and Fox out. Like, people are gonna, you know, they don't need to necessarily make excuses, but the everyone's gonna know, like, oh look, look how many fucking injuries we have. Like, uh, you know, it, it's. It's a real issue, obviously. I mean, those are our best players. They're top paid players for a reason. But I think it goes back to asset management and these general managers that draft well and keep a good farm team in place. And, like, they're always bringing guys up. They can plug into the lineup. And I think Pittsburgh did a really good job of that for years. Uh, I think Tampa Bay has done a great job of that. They get They just bring these guys up from the minors that plug in and play well. You know, like Ross Colton and, and Cal's foot and, uh, you know, all these guys, like they just, they've drafted well for years and years, you know, uh, just go back and look at their draft picks. I mean, Palat was like a seventh round pick. So you, you look at teams that draft well and have the right guys in their system, whether in the AHL or, you know, uh, the right college signings or whatever it may be. I think that comes into effect, um, you know, if you have just – it's it's one of those things. You need depth. You need depth and you need quality depth. You know, uh, you're not going to win if, you know, most of the players in your team aren't that good and you've got one superstar because that superstar – you know, whether that superstar is in the lineup or not, like, you're, you're just not going to win. It's not going to happen. Um, it just goes back to having depth. It really does. You need depth throughout the lineup, and the way you acquire that depth is, is through the draft. Right. And – you know, maybe signing the right free agents through, you know, through the college system or, you know, through free agency, I guess, if you're not overpaying, you know. Uh, but that's really what it comes down to is, is the scouting and the drafting. The guys that scout and draft well, you know, the guys that, like I said, like Tampa Bay, look at their draft pick over the, like they, they're a, they were able for so many years to draft, even in later rounds, great players. You know, Anthony Sorelli, I think, I, I don't know if he was a second or third round pick. Uh, Brayden was a little bit later on pick. A lot was a late pick. Vasilevsky, I don't think, was really a high pick. Um, these guys that they draft, are, they're, they're able to, to draft players, not in the top 10, top 15, where, like, any team can do it, right? Right. You know, if you, that's how you replenish your, your, your team, and that's how you have players, in the in the AHL, ready to step in, you know, you draft the right guys, you put them in the right environment, in the right system, and you know these these farms, the AHL teams, if they have the right staff down there developing these guys, and they, you know, it starts with the scouting. They scout them, they draft them, and then well, they develop to, them the right way. That's that's how to, you to be fair combat injuries. To be fair, absolutely to an extent, but I'll tell you what: no matter how good your system is, and your drafting is, and your coaching is, right? To an extent, 
I don't think that that depth guy that you're going to call up to fill in, let's just say hypothetically, Nathan McKinnon's role, he is not going to be Nathan McKinnon on that level. Can he play according to the system that's in place? Maybe, yeah, probably because he's in the organization. But I don't think it, let's just, like you said before, you lose a Kreider to Banajad Fox. Like anybody you're bringing up is not really going to fully replace that role. You know, they're not replace, they're not filling those shoes. That's why I feel like that's once in a blue moon where you're like, it's just a standout superstar that, that the Rangers or whoever called up, you know, and they're filling the boots of Chris Kreider and he fucking has a four goal game and, or like a, like a Derek Stepan debut. Um, well, remember, what is he? He scored a hat trick in his debut back then. Remember that? I think I was at your house watching that, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, in hockey, in the NHL, it's, it's all about the salary cap, right? Because True. Yep. we spoke about this before, and Toronto Maple Leafs fans have to know what I'm talking about because they, you know, like Tampa Bay did a good job of cap management, I think. And I think Colorado did a good job of cap management. Oh, yeah. Too. Usually it's the teams that do that. You know, when you, I think it's two things to, to combat injuries and to, and to have depth throughout your lineup at quality depth. I'm not just talking about, you know, a guy just to plug in that could play some minutes, like quality depth players, you know, like look at Tampa's depth. It's Alex Kalorn. It's, it's uh, Ross Colton, Belmar. You could even say Sorelli most of the time, even though he's like more than just a depth player. He's a really good player, but. You know, they they have, like, so, you know, their depth is quality depth, like guys that can contribute every night. Oh, yeah. So the way you get that is definitely through scouting and drafting, but also cap management because guess what? If they're paying Stamkos $12 million a year, like they're paying Matthews, and if they're paying Brian Point eleven and a half, like they're paying Marner, and if they were paying Victor Hedman, uh, Ten million, like the nine million. I don't. I don't really know how much Morgan Riley's making, like, but you know, you get my my point. Like yeah. all of Toronto's players are paid so high, and you know, it's that's where it hurts them because absolutely, you know, a team like Toronto only has so much cap space to work. Exactly. With. They can't really acquire. They can't go out and get a guy like Anthony Sorelli or Kalorn really because they can't afford. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. No. Listen. Hundred percent. We, we we've seen it. We've seen it. It's uh, what's going on today in these playoffs and, and previous is uh, spitting image of it, you know. So, um, and look at Colorado too. I mean, Colorado, on Colorado's end, I mean, they have their like their Eric Johnson. He's making a lot of money, but he's a good third pairing defenseman. He's a veteran, but their bottom six is pretty damn good. I mean, they they found Nichushkin. They they revitalized yeah, Nichushkin's Nichus- career. He went there. That's forward. what I wanted to talk about with Nichushkin, man. Uh, Nichushkin, Jesus, I can't even talk right now. Hammond Borakovsky, man. What a what um what a duo. I love that line. Nichushkin and Bur- Burakovsky. That's that's great. And Burakovsky came from what the Capitals, right? He he won he won a cup with them in in twenty eighteen. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not sure what happened with Burakovsky, if that was a trade or a signing. I don't think they re-signed uh, him. I think yeah, he, he left. He I, won a cup with Washington, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In 2018, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, was Jacob Verana, who's on Detroit now, a part of that? Was, was he a part of that in 2018 as well? That I was a little not to get all sidetracked a little bit with uh, with Washington, but that was I remember seeing like those two leave, and I was like, what the fuck? I thought that was weird. Verona, Verona, and uh, Burakovsky. 
you know, leaving in 2018. Well, Verona, no, no, no. Well, that's a totally different trade. I mean, Verona went to Detroit. For Manta. For Manta that's deal. right. Manta. Yep, that's yeah. right. But uh, that's besides the point, though. My my point really was, well, I guess our Terry Lackin is really not a good example. His cap hit right now is really low. So I right. actually, a team like Toronto probably could have afforded him. But their bottom six, I mean, was better than I thought. I mean, you mentioned Verkovsky. Oh, yeah. You mentioned uh, the shoes can revitalize. Comfort played great. JT Comfort uh, played great. JT Comfort makes like $3 million or something like that. Like, they, they were good at managing their cap. They had quality depth pieces. Like very, I said, yeah, Comfort, very good. The Shuskin, Burakovsky, uh, Andrew Cogliano. Yeah, Cogliano. I got to love that he got one now. Uh, yep. Darren, Darren Helm. Alex Newhook is probably going to be a good, very good player within the next couple of years. We add him down there, too. So, uh, you know, I think it's, it's just drafting, developing, and not overpaying players. Like, not, you know, you can't have, like, your your third-line winger making $7 million. Like, it's just not going to work, you know? No. <laughs> I don't think that ever works. Nope. Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. You don't you don't want to pay... Uh, Unless it's like baseball where there's no cap, you know? Like, yeah, uh, right, right. Listen, I'm not an MLB expert, but I know I don't think there's a salary cap. No, there MLB, isn't. Right? So, like, they... So they could kind of, like, the Yankees could just pay whatever they want. They just write a check. They yep. got the money, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to sign a, uh... <laughs> you don't want to sign a guy like Andrew... Andrew Ladd to five point five million a year, and then have him play on the third line or barely play. <laughs> That's not ideal. <laughs> oh, it's a fucking nightmare. No, definitely not. That was a fucking nightmare. Um, yeah, listen, I think it was a great um, playoff final, playoff Stanley Cup final. Um, better, I think it was better than the past year for sure. I didn't really, I wasn't really a fan of last series. I mean. You know, last year's final series with Montreal versus Tampa, I kind of already knew Tampa was going to win. It was, I think the final was 4-1, if not 4-2. I just, it was not ideal. It just, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was a, something that was great to watch. But, um, yeah, listen, I, I, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm not, I'm not, uh, bitter. Uh, I'm content. I'm very happy to see somebody else win. And listen, even if Tampa three-peated, hey, it's really cool to see that in our, in our lifetime, you know? So, Whatever. It's all good. I, yeah. I was kind of rooting for Pat Maroon to win his fourth cup in a row. That would have been I know. Cool, but. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, that's hey, another real, thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go no, I, I wasn't sure if you had any le- anything left to talk about with Game 6. Like, if you know, anything popped out of you that you uh, Well, one thing I want to mention is that if I don't know if... And, and, and uh, listeners, let us know in the comments. Let us know... I don't know if anybody saw this, but towards the end, I think it was maybe the final 28 seconds, I actually texted you. Um, I, I don't know what was up with that waved-off icing at the end. Um, I think there was going to be like 15 seconds left if there was an icing, maybe even more. I don't understand what... It was a clear icing, and then they they just didn't... They didn't call it. They waved it off, and then Tampa they- played it. I, I, don't, I didn't understand that. Um... I even rewound it at the end of the game just to just to see something, and uh, yeah, I was kind of scratching my head. I I really couldn't figure out why 
maybe did the defenseman say, hey, wave it off? I mean, well, I, I don't know why you would do that, but what the fuck else is it? The goalie was pulled, you know? So I don't understand. Uh, I, the only thing I could think of is they thought Hadman was, like, able to get to the puck or maybe either hustle there quick enough or something. I think at, at a certain length, that like, becomes the referee's discretion to pick if it's going to be an icing, like, if it's not a clear-cut icing. So I don't know. But, but, you know, whatever, bottom line is Colorado won and uh, must not have been too big of a deal because you didn't see, like, Cooper or anyone else. Right, no, true. That, so. I, no, well, that's another thing. That's what was weirding me out. I, I was like, how are they not freaking out? I mean, I thought it was a clear icing and whatever. I just I just thought that was strange. Let us know what you think, listeners. Um, no, listen, aside from that. What do you think about? I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, I, I, as far, you know, it's pretty, I think we covered pretty much everything. I mean, game six was game six. It was a good game for sure. Definitely, especially towards the end. I was on the edge of my seat watching it, but. Oh, yeah. Um, what were you going to ask yeah, me? Colorado you were going to say, won. what do I think I mean, of what? I just think, uh, what, I, what I was going to say is, what do you think about Kadri? Uh, do you think they're going to be able to keep him? Like, can they afford him? Um, because, uh, what do you, well, what do you think his asking price is? I don't know their current cap situation. But well, I know they don't. They don't have a ton of cap space. But they have some. Uh, they're actually for a team that just won the cup and has a lot of good players. They actually, I don't think they're in like a horrible cap situation. But I do. Uh, you know, you got to wonder if Kadri likes his situation there and, and decides to stay for less money. Because you know, uh, I'm sure he, if he really wanted to, he could go to Winnipeg or uh, you know. I can't, you know, a team with cap space that could afford him. But I think he's going to stay there. I don't and, see and, him leaving make, because there's always the Colorado might go to him and say, like, you know, hey, we'll, uh, we'll we can afford six million if you want. to Right. I was going to say, I was going to say, I could see yeah. him being at six million. I was actually just going to say six six point five. Um, hey, listen, if they could afford that, I mean, you got to wonder, they're probably going to lose a guy like Helm. I know he might not make fucking like $4.8 million, uh, $4. million or anything, but they're going to lose him. I don't think Jack Johnson will stay. I mean, these guys are up there. They're probably going to retire. Maybe not John. Maybe not Jack Johnson. I could see him playing one more year as a depth piece, you know. Um, but, I, I mean, Helm, I mean, he's got to retire, right? He's what? He's 38, 39, something like that. So, you know, um. We'll see. I think I think it wouldn't be crazy if Kadri got six six million. You know, six six point five. I think it's well deserved. He's second line center. You know, he's he's proven himself. Um, and I think he wants to stay just because you know. I think you you heard it at the end of the uh, when they were celebrating. Uh, he's like everybody who said I'm a liability can kiss my ass. So I think he likes where he's at, especially given the fact that he just won a cup. Um, I always liked Kadri. People can cry and bitch and complain that, um, you know, he's dirty. But, like, listen, it's the guy's a hockey player. He plays hard. Listen, Marshawn's dirty, but a lot of people like Marshawn. So, you know, it's all it's all subjective. You know, if you like him because he's a good hockey player, you like him. If you're a crybaby because he's dirty, you're a crybaby. You fuck him. It is what it is. I mean, you like him or you hate him. You love him or hate him. I don't think it's a guy that's like, hey, he's all right. I kind of whatever. I think it's, a, it's either you love him or hate him. So I like him. I love him. Whatever. I like him. I like him. I just think I, I like him as a player for sure. I just think uh, he's 32 and he's probably, I think he's 32 and he's going to be looking for a lot of money. I mean, 
let's put it this way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want the Rangers signing him for six, seven years at seven million or something like that because I, I like him, but I don't believe in him for the you know. No, he probably get know. he'll probably get two two years, two three years for six million. He's if, well, he, if he's really thirty two. It's, e- it's easy to say that, but his agent's going to try to get him a, a longer-term deal. He's going to try to give him as much money as possible. I think the contract he's on right now that he signed with Toronto when he was still with them, it was only like $4 million or four and a half. So I'm sure this contract will be his last contract, and he's going to try to get as much money as possible. Four years. Maybe, wrong. Maybe he loves Colorado he's that thir- much. He's, he's, 31. He, he's 31 right now. He turns, he turns 32 on October 6th. I'm going to call it now. Four years, six point three million. That's not bad. If you're Colorado, I feel like you do that. If you got the cap space for it, I think. Um, I just yeah, like as, long, think, like, uh, as long as you have the cap, I, I I just don't see it. I just don't see why you wouldn't. You know. Yeah. I think a guy that should definitely try to keep is uh, Lexington. The way he plays yeah. down the stretch for them, and he's like a smart Absolutely. player, and, he, and he's still young. He's like twenty-seven, maybe. So that's the guy that should try to keep for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're gonna have to get rid of. I mean, Cogliano might retire, Helm might retire, Jack Johnson might retire. So they got to fill those gaps. But I think they got guys in their system, and then you know you could always sign those free agents that are available for the depth pieces. You know, that go with that float up and down or healthy scratches but they're always practicing so you know we'll see we'll save that for the whole offseason talk i can't wait for that um i think we covered really pretty much everything unless you got unless you got more to say i mean i don't want to dive into every single detail of game five game four and this and that i mean it's really what are, what are we gonna say colorado won that you know what i mean at the end of the day colorado won this is what it is and that that's that's well, no, that's listen, all our, folks our, 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 we don't have to do that. Our, our our listeners are probably pretty educated. You're only listening to us if you like hockey, I imagine, unless you're just a loyal uh, Jack Barris or Adams fans. But, you, yeah, you guys don't need us breaking down every play. You guys watch the game. I'm sure you guys know what's going on. So. Right. Yeah, wouldn't uh, it be breaking news or anything? Yeah, I, you listen, congrats, congrats Colorado. They, Absolutely. They, they played a great series. Uh, I mean, off topic from the Stanley Cup championship now, I mean, one thing we that happened uh, – about a week ago now is uh, Tortorella to Philly, right? As their head coach. Yep. Uh, I like that fit. That a little bit. I, think I like that fit. Yeah. No. Listen, I like that fit. A hard-nosed guy with a hard-nosed team. Um, maybe he could bring that Smash Mouth Flyers hockey back. You know. Um, I don't know. A lot of people hate towards. I don't know. He's tough, and I get it. Like. He didn't get along with superstars like Line, I believe, and like all this stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. You got. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy won a cup in the past, and uh, right. A lot of play- like, some players hate him, some players love him. Right. So, uh, I, I think, I think Philly's an interesting team because they have some nice pieces there, but they're also like, I wouldn't like hold them like a great team yet at all no. like they i think have if they get kevin hayes back healthy for the full year i think that'll help to do like Hayes. I think he's a good player i don't think he's a superstar but he's definitely a good player uh couturier was also hurt a lot last year for most of the season so you give couturier and hayes back healthy 
you know, I, you, you wonder what they do at the deadline. Like I said, this isn't the podcast that we're diving into all the free agent talk and trade talk and all the stuff that we, you know, I'm sure at some point we'll review each team and give our insight oh, we will. on each team. Oh, yeah. But you know we will. Just to touch on it briefly, I mean, Johnny Goudreau is not signed yet with Calgary. Right. He's from he's that definitely gonna Philly test. area, South Jersey. He's from he's from the Philly area. Uh, I think he lives in Jersey, but he's from the Philly area, like right near Philly. And uh, Kevin Hayes is his boy. They played in Boston College together. So you do wonder if they have the cap space and they can fit Goudreau in. Adding Goudreau to their lineup automatically changes that whole team, no doubt. Uh First of all, so we'll see what happens there. It's a little too early to talk about that, I guess. We got to wait a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think Tortorella might be able to whip them in shape and get more out of them, especially if he gets back A's and Couturier and gets them playing. Uh, you know, those guys were both hurt. Those are two big parts of their team. So I do think they need to do something on defense. It's like Provorov had a bad year. He's yeah. supposed to be an elite defenseman, but the last couple of years you haven't really seen it. Uh, one thing I was looking at that was interesting, I remember they traded for Ryan Ellis from Nashville, the right-handed shot D-man, who was a good D-man, but he was hurt like the entire year. He had some bad injury. I don't know what it was. It was like an ACL or something like that. Uh, whatever it was, he couldn't play the whole year. So, I mean, just just that alone, if you get Ellis back and then you get Couturier and Hayes healthy the whole season, that can make a difference. And yeah. then Tortorella kind of mot- motivate them and put, push in the right buttons. Yep. Philly's one of those teams. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued with it. I want to see what Tortorella could do. I want to see how much, you know, I could see them taking a step. Uh, like, Jack Harris calls it right now, Philly makes the playoffs. I'm Philly makes the prediction. playoffs. Jeez. Maybe. I mean, I mean, yeah. listen, if uh, I'll agree, if they add a piece and they I'll agree. Line a little. I'd agree with you if they sign Goudreau and they fix their blue line a little bit and, they, and it stays healthy. Because Carter Hart showed promise. I think he's solid. I think he's uh, a great goalie, to be honest. Yeah, last season might not prove it, but I think he's good. I think there's, uh, I, I I think there's a bright future with him there. Um, well, maybe if not there, but a br- yeah, bright future in player. his career. I'd agree with, with you making the if they make the playoffs. If they only if they they sign Gaudreau and fix their blue line, um, or at least stay healthy with a blue line. But we'll we'll dive into that. We'll dive into that for sure. Yeah, that this is my favorite part, really. Is the off season? You get to talk about every single yeah, move, projections. Early for, uh, a little too early for uh, next season predictions. That we'll save that for a pod in a few weeks or something like that. No, I'm talking about the off season trade yeah, signings, the draft. We're gonna do something for the draft. You know, it's it's we got plenty to talk about even during the off season, folks. We're hockey fucking fanatics. Um, I'm addicted to the to the hockey game here to uh, to 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 NHL to to the NHL. Uh, trade deadline to the free agency to the playoffs to the regular season whatever you want you know um so hey real quick too rick uh we already spoke about colorado i think they're actually in a pretty good spot cap wise they got you know they have to fix mckinnon's uh on contract next year so like next summer they're gonna have to figure out his right. contract extension but right now he's like they got their whole core back next season uh, you know, I'm sure they could get Lekin and signed, and we'll see what happens with Kadri. But we already kind of spoke about them. What do you think Tampa does next? Like, do they make any changes? Do they stick with the same squad? You know, oh, like, man. like they they had a great run for sure. Like I had, know, and they're still good. But I wonder, like, do they try to add anything? Do they leave it the same? Like, who could they re-sign? 
I think if they're if they're smart, they'll try to resign uh, Nick Paul. Nick Paul. Yep. Hundred percent. I was just gonna mention him because uh, I didn't even know who he was until you brought him up about that during that trade deadline when they acquired him. And um, no, he's good, and I think he fits that system very well. Um, I just if hey, I don't know their current cap. I know they always play with the. I don't know what their current cap is because I always know they play with the LTIR during the playoffs or when the playoffs come and blah blah. blah. But um, they if they can afford him, definitely re-sign him. Um, I don't know who would leave. That's the thing. I really don't know their current cap situation. Definitely got to re-sign a guy like Paul. Um, I think he's just a key penalty killer, a key all-around grinder who can put the puck in the net. I mean, it's no secret uh, if you watch him um, that he goes hard to the boards. He's not scared. He's not shy. He's not, you know. So I definitely think you got to keep him. Um... Obviously, the the core guys you got to keep. I mean, Palat, I believe, is coming up on a on a uh, on a on a new contract. So, I mean, you were mentioning, I think, last episode that that um, if not last episode, maybe I was talking to you during the week. Uh, Stan, that's like Stamkos's boy. Like he's like, no, I want Palat on my line. Like when we play, I think you were telling me that. And um, hey, if they can afford him. Great. I, I don't know their current cap situation. I'm basically repeating myself, but I wonder if Palat's the type of player that's like, eh, just pay me $5 million for one more year. Let's run it back. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, no, I want three years, $8 million, blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, I'm really curious to see how that Rick, plays are you there? I think I'm losing you a little bit. Um. Well, we. I hear you loud and clear. If you didn't hear Rick. me... That's that's not a good that's not a good thing, folks. We got Jack Farris in and out towards the end of the podcast. That's Rick, all right. Rick, you're cutting out a bit. Yeah, you should. I, I knew you were talking about Palat, but you're cutting out. That's all right. That's all right. We'll repeat it real quick for the folks. You I'm there, saying, Rick? Oh, I'm here. Well, this is a good ending right here. This is a good ending. At least we got the whole podcast done, folks. Jack Farris on the line. Going in and out. You gotta love it. I called it. It's all good though, because we got the whole podcast done. Um hey, if Jack Farris wants to hang up and call me right back so he's not driving anymore, that's fine. Um we could do Oh Rick, I hear you now. Oh, I don't he know. hears I, me. It's magic. It's magic. I, got, folks. I actually Rick, I got I got good service on my uh on my phone here, so I don't know what the I got I got, me, I got good I got I good heard service. you talk real quick I, I heard you talk about Palat. Uh, yeah, that's a guy they're going to want to resign. And like you were saying, like I mentioned it last time, like they, a guy like him, almost any team in the NHL would want him. So yeah. he could definitely go get paid and get more money if he Absolutely. wants. But if he wants to stay in Tampa, he probably knows he's going to have to take a little less money because they only yeah. have so much cap space. Right, that's so what I was we'll saying. See, we'll see what happens there. But he's a, he's a damn good player, so I'll be interested to see what happens with him. But, yeah, if they could get Palat back and sign Paul to an extension, and, you know, Nick Paul's, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I doubt he'll break the bank, but you're going to have to pay him accordingly. It's, you know, he's a solid player. He's, I imagine he's going to want some close to $4 million or something like that, right? Like Maybe. How about $4 million for Nick Paul? Something in the three and a half, four million range, I would think. Maybe he'll take a little less because Tampa, it's a good tax state. You know, he knows it's a good team. You never know, but 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to touch on Tampa. I mean, I think on Tampa's wish list, if they had the money for it, uh, would be like a right-handed shot D-man that can move the puck. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think they'll be able to afford it. Because their left side is great. It's all Sergeyev, McDonough, Hedman. The right side, they got Cal Foote, who is kind of up in the air still. He's been he's solid, but then sometimes he's out of the lineup. and He's definitely not like a, a puck moving D-man, right? Uh you got Jan Ruda, who's okay. He's not. He's definitely not a bad player. But I think they could like use like a, a good right-handed shot D-man that can move the puck, like a uh, you know, I, I'm trying to like a Tony D'Angelo type of player, you know, like a guy that, that moves the puck well in the power play is you know, scores right. goals for them, stuff like that. But they, those guys don't come cheap, so I don't no, know if they'll be able to do it. Yeah, it's gonna be. Interesting for sure how they play out. Who who knows? Do they get better? Do they regress because they lose lose uh, Paul and Palat? You know stuff like that. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, definitely something to look forward to. Um, I can't believe you brought up Tortorella. I want to bring up another coach real quick. I can't believe Trotz. I think uh, I don't think he's gonna coach. Um, I don't know that too much, but I remember seeing that he didn't decide anywhere, and I think he said he's not gonna coach. I I don't know um, if that's a hundred percent true. I don't know if he's just saying that now and then maybe closer to the season. And I don't know though. But uh, a guy, a guy like that, good of a coach yeah. to walk away from the game is a little sad to see. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. He he's announced that he teared down the Winnipeg Jets offer and said that he won't coach next season. So let's see how long that lasts. You know. Um. Well, I heard a rumor he bought he bought a house in Nashville apparently. Hmm. So he may I, I've heard uh heard rumors he he may look to go into management so maybe he doesn't want to be a coach. Right. You know he may want to be maybe he wants to become a general manager you know uh, at some point here so. You know maybe he goes with Nashville on like uh you know in a management role like you never know. Right. Listen, I mean, that sounds pretty crazy to turn down that type of money, but yeah. Listen, I bet, I bet that you, uh, I bet that we'll find out officially by the start of the season what his plan is, whether 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 he's just retired and he wants to be back at, at home and with his family or whatever, or he's going to coach somewhere, whether it's NHL level or or whatever, or he's in the management. So I think we're going to know by next season. And we just lost Jack Farris, folks, but that's all right. Rick Adams will, call, will, will keep the show going until Jack Farris calls back. And um, that's really about it. Um, we got a lot more coming. We got tons of more content coming. We got to talk about the NHL draft coming up. We got to plug that in. Uh, I think we got Jack Farris back here. Jack, say what's going on. Mm, doesn't seem like we got him. You know, the guy The guy tells me that he's in the parking lot, not moving a muscle, but it's all good. Keep the show going. But, um, folks, you got to wonder what's going to happen at the draft. We all know that Montreal is going to pick Shane Wright. Um, we're going to save most of this for the draft special that we're going to do. And uh, that's it. I want to do something special for the draft. I don't know if we'll do a live one. I don't know what we'll do, but we're going to figure out something. And... Uh, it's going to be great, folks. Jack, you still with yeah, us? Yeah, the draft's going to be interesting. There he is. Yeah. 
it's going to be in Montreal. So what do you think, Rick? Should we take a, a trip up to Montreal, try to get into the draft room? Well, I'm probably not allowed to go due to medical reasons that I do not want to talk about on the podcast. Um, I would love to talk about it off the podcast. Not allowed to go due to medical reasons, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, folks, I think that's about it. I really don't have much to talk about more. You all know what we're going to talk about next episode. We're going to be talking about the draft. We're going to be talking about the free agency. Um, I just, I really can't wait. I wonder if any trades go down at the draft, because every year it happens. Yeah, you know? well, I think we're going to see, I think, I think it's going to be a busy NHL draft, trade-wise. I think it's going to be a busy one. Because I think there's guys that just need to, there's so many teams that need to free up cap for free agency after. So I think, I think we're going to see it. I really do. I really think we're going to see a lot of teams make moves to clear up cap to get guys. So, we'll see. Leave it at that, honestly. Yeah, you're gonna see uh, Jack Barris calls it now. Kevin Fiala from Minnesota Wild. He's gonna be moving on. They're gonna. Bill I Barron's think so. Gonna trade him. And Jack Barris calls it right now. Bold prediction, folks. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have Rick put it on the Instagram. Jack Farris calls it now. Kevin Fiala is gonna be traded to the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> what What makes you say that? Two things. New Jersey has a lot of cap space. I hear Fiala is not happy with Minnesota's offer, and I think Minnesota doesn't have a lot of cap space because of all that buyout. They have a lot of dead cap space with uh, the Suter and Greasy buyouts. Right. Uh, and, you know, Minnesota's got their whole team locked in besides Fiala. So I think Fiala's going to get traded because they won't be able to afford his contract. And I think it's New Jersey because they have cap space, and Nico Heischer is a Swiss, uh, Swiss guy just like Fiala. So... I think uh, New Jersey might have the Swiss line going, Fiala and uh, Heischer. Hmm. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to do a podcast before the draft and uh, just to talk about you know NHL draft preview. That will be our next episode. Um, we'll dive into during the draft. We'll dive into post-draft and then free agency coming soon, folks. Um, that's about it. Congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. Congrats to Joe Sackick. And uh, that's really all I got, folks. What about you, Jack? That's all I got, too. Same thing. Congrats to Colorado. They, they did great. Congrats to Gabe Landeskog, Captain McKinnon, and all those guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great series. And, yeah, we're, we're going to dive in, you know. It's, it's almost that time of year, the fun time of the hockey season, the offseason, all the moves and whatnot. So it's going to be fun to uh, – to go through this and you know make some podcasts for you guys and see how this goes but it's gonna be a, it's a fun time of year to be a hockey fan and then you know you have a little break from hockey in the summer in a few months and uh, that's it yeah listen that's but it folks that's I'm all we got get a go- i'm excited for the draft for sure oh yeah all right folks that's it that's it for jnr's park house uh rick adams logging off logging out hitting the gym let's talk about it Later, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, later.